0: hey everyone welcome to still with you my name is coley browning and i am so excited that you are joining me for another episode of the podcast You've probably heard me say this before, but I love the music that my friends make. It means everything to me when they share what's on their heart. And today I'm speaking with a friend who has had an amazing experience in growing in his journey with music. My friend Jordan Chase, who is also a Pensacola native, had the opportunity to audition for Season 17 on The Voice. And he was actually selected to join Team Blake. Prior to this, his only experience in performing was playing bass and percussion in leading worship locally. Though he tried to keep his singing skills private, it eventually became public that he had an amazing gift. As I mentioned, he was selected to be a contestant on Season 17 on The Voice, where he was beyond excited to partner with his coach, country music artist Blake Shelton. From singing in the car outside of a Winn-Dixie grocery store to performing for the first time before four celebrity judges, Jordan's story is one of overcoming fear with brave steps. He is so grateful for his experience with The Voice that allowed him to grow as an artist and cultivate lifelong friendships. If you are a fan of The Voice, I am so excited for you with this episode you're going to hear a glimpse of what happens behind the blind auditions the things he shared truly blew me away plus Jordan has some exciting news to share about the upcoming music he and his band are working on producing. What I'm most grateful for is Jordan's honesty he is creative, unapologetic and authentic in all of his work. This conversation is sincerely one of my favorites. Please enjoy hearing from my friend and incredible musician Jordan Chase. First of all, thank you so much for doing this and second health check. How are you doing? How's your family? <laughs>
1: we are making it. We are we're trying to survive out here. <laughs>
0: I am such a people person that it is killing me. Like, how are you coping?
1: I'm kind of like an introvert. I like my space and stuff, but it's definitely weird not being able to see my friends and hang out with them and do my shows, really. That's like the main thing.
0: Yeah. Which
1: is kind of weird because like an introvert and all that stuff, but I still like to do all the shows and all that. I don't know. It's weird. I can't explain it.
0: (laughs) You had to cancel a lot of shows.
1: I did. All my shows. How many? How many? i had all of like may set up in april and we had to postpone stuff i was opening for um gabby barrett at spring jam and they postponed that I pretty much all my shows were shut down
0: my heart hurts for musicians right now every time i see somebody go live sharing i know that they cannot love that i'm sure that they love playing music but it's not the same I i'm sure.
1: so bad because a lot of them that's how they get their money you know that's their life
0: you feel like you'll recover from that where you'll be able to pick up when this ends <laughs> <laughs> i
1: no, know for sure I I've actually had a lot of fun going live on Instagram and Facebook and all that. And I actually got like a really good response from it. Everybody interacts and stuff. It's a lot of fun and everybody just sees straight up. It's not really like a show. It's just kind of me hanging out with everybody. That's what I like.
0: I started watching your Instagram live and it was really late at night and it was just you and another friend <laughs> jamming and it was so good. I'm curious, are you a night owl?
1: Kind of, like, I don't know. It's
0: The only reason I'm asking is when we've been corresponding through email, you've been sending these emails really late at night and it's totally fine. But I just was like, <laughs> I think he's a night owl.
1: When uh, I sent the last email, was it last night or something? I sent it like at 12. I'm like, she's going to think I'm so weird because I'm responding at like 12 o'clock.
0: No judgment at all because <laughs> what I'm learning from being around my creative friends, some of them just operate better at night Yay. and that's normal.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's just I can kind of like decompress. I can just focus on like something that's really important. I can just like, okay, yes, like I can actually confirm this. I can actually do this.
0: If it works, (laughs) then it works. Are you originally from Florida?
1: I'm originally from Pensacola. I was born here, but we moved to New Orleans because my dad was going to seminary to become a pastor. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was super fun learned a lot of things that I I didn't really realize that I was learning things and picking up on things. And then we moved to Louisiana, Pearl River, and we lived there for a little bit until the big hurricane hit and all that. And then we eventually moved back to Pensacola Florida.
0: How long were you in Louisiana?
1: I think I left when I was like, I want to say eight. Did
0: you have enough time while you were there to be exposed to that style of music?
1: One of the weirdest things to me, it's, it's going to sound so weird, but the Princess and the Frog movie, have you ever seen
0: it? I haven't seen it, but I've heard it. It.
1: yes so the music in that movie is it's so weird because they did such a great job of like actually getting the music but that's exactly what it's like and how it sounds and i guess i'm just drawn to it
0: now that you're telling me that you have a little bit of a background in living in new orleans completely makes sense with the sound <laughs> of your voice yeah.
1: Thank you. I think, is that, is that a good thing?
0: <laughs> that's a great thing. I love blues and soul. And is how do you categorize yourself when someone asks you, what style of music do you sing?
1: It's so hard for me to tell them a specific thing because, yeah, blues and soul, that's like what comes out. But I love country music. I love singing country music. I love R&B music. hmm if I was to cover any song, it's always going to come out with like a blues or soul kind of vibe kind of thing. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it. I,
0: and I didn't even mean to use the word categorize because I don't even like that. And we live in such a world where music just spills over. You know, so I think it's kind of cool to be undefined exactly. because then you can kind of yeah. do what you want with it.
1: That's like one of the biggest things that I, I, don't, I don't want to be put in a category. I want to be able to just make music for everybody that everybody wants to hear. And
0: when did you first start engaging with music? At what age or time in your uh, life?
1: I think I was about, say, like maybe 10 or something. Okay, so my sister and her friends used to come over and they would play rock band (laughs) (laughs) all night. And I used to be so jealous because my sister would never let me play with them, you know, because I was a young kid and she was with all of her older friends. I would just beg and beg and beg, like, can I please play? Can I please play with y'all? Because I thought it was so cool. After they were done or whatever and they kind of just left the room, I would go in and I would play the drums, the the little plastic guitar. It sounds so weird, but that is what built everything. <laughs> like I said, my dad was a pastor. I would spend all day at the church. Mm-hmm. So I would get bored and I would just go into the, how do you say that? What is like the auditorium part yeah. of the church where all the-
0: Auditorium Worship Center. Yeah.
1: So um, I would go there and I would sneak in and I would play the drums with like the lights off. Like nobody's in there. It's just me playing the drums. But that's what- kind of built everything and then I think maybe my 12th birthday yeah my sister and her husband bought a bass guitar for me because they knew how much I wanted to play and all that at that time my sister's husband was the worship leader at the church Mm mm-hmm I kind of wanted to like impress him because I wanted to be in the worship band and all that. Yeah. I would just try to do things to impress him. And eventually that I got to be in the worship band.
0: But how did you find out that you could sing? Because you've moved from drums to bass guitar, which I'm honestly shocked that you even (laughs) didn't move to like a six string guitar or like a rhythm guitar first. Like it was bass.
1: I've only been singing for like a little over a year and a half now.
0: So You have been on drums and bass and other instruments this entire time up until now.
1: I never sang in front of anybody. I would just kind of hum or do little things, you know, like normal stuff. And then, I don't know, I can't remember exactly what day, but me and my friend were in the Winn-Dixie parking lot and I, I just turned on a song that I've been listening to. It's called Making Me Look Good Again by Drake White.
0: Yes, I love that song.
1: And I sang for her and just like the look on her face, like she just turned like real slow and dramatic. I was like, are you kidding me? Like since when? Oh, wow. <laughs> And that was the first time actually somebody heard me sing.
0: Even while you were driving, like in the shower, if you're singing, did you ever think to yourself, I have this and I just don't know how to like share it with people? Or did you just really not think that your voice was good until she said something?
1: I'm the type of person where I have to get like, I have to hear everybody's opinion because I don't really trust my own, you know, like I like to hear that everybody else likes it. I do it and I kind of like it but I'm only going to like it unless people like what I'm doing. Is that, Does that make sense?
0: That's a specific personality type because I know some people who just straight up go for it and they don't care what people think. I am have friends like that and I think sometimes it's real wise to be that way before you take a step forward.
1: I struggle with that and I'm actually getting so much better about it. I put stuff out there and that's one of the things. I do the lives because people actually get to hear like if I mess up, I mess up. Like I'm human. I'm going to mess up. So people get to hear that like, oh, he's not just like perfect all the time. He's not going to sing perfectly every time.
0: That is a hard combo for being an artist because you're constantly having to yeah. show your heart, be vulnerable with your voice and interact and all of these things. And yeah, it's a hard combo, but I'm glad you're doing it. I'm
1: getting a lot better.
0: I mean, you're on the voice. <laughs> I mean, can we just say that? Like That shows a lot.
1: It's crazy for sure.
0: So what happened after that moment in the winn parking lot?
1: First of all, she's my best friend, and she's that personality where she's just going to say exactly what's on her mind, you know? Yeah. So she was like, so what you're going to do is you're going to stop the song, and you're going to sing it again, and I'm going to record it. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. You know how I am. I was nervous and all that. She got me to do it, and she was like, I just want it so I can just listen to it again because that blew me away, mm. I guess, without me knowing. She posted it on Facebook, and it kind of, like, blew up. And everybody started like texting me and everybody started hearing it, like from the church and just everywhere. Like everybody started hearing it and they would text me or call me and say, Jordan, like when did you start singing and all that? I was like, oh my, people heard it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is real.
1: Yeah. She kind of threw me into the pool and just sink or swim, Jordan.
0: (laughs) How'd you react to that?
1: I was good. I was, you know, it needed to happen, honestly.
0: You're already performing with instruments into that scene, auditioning for The Voice. Why was that your next step?
1: After the video was posted of my friend recording me and all that, I started um, just doing little covers and I would post them on Facebook or Instagram. Even then, I would sit all day and record a song thousands of times. I know people still do that because I, I still do it. And there would be times where I wouldn't even post it because I was just so like, insecure about it. I would just post little videos and I would say, hey guys, what do you think? You know, And everybody would bond really positively and I would get a really good response. So I just kept doing it. Because the voice, like my family loves watching all that stuff. I remember looking and just watching the battle part of it. Have you ever seen the voice, like the battles?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot about that show. I saw some of the earlier seasons, but I follow it mainly through like YouTube.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I remember just looking at the battle part of where just two people are singing. I just looked at my parents and I was like, I'm going to do that one day. Like, I'm. it's going to happen. I'm going to do it. From that point on, like, I took it serious and what made me happy. I didn't think it was all going to happen so fast, <laughs> but, it, but it did. It just kind of goes to show you that, you know, once, like, you put your mind to something and you really just go for it, you're going to come out on top. If you really just give everything you got, trust the process, really.
0: How old were you when you made that statement? Were you still in high school?
1: I was 18.
0: And you auditioned when you were 19?
1: I was 18 in the process. one of the auditions, it was like I had to audition on the day of my birthday turning 19.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Where did you audition at?
1: So I sent in a video through Facebook because somebody sent me a link like, hey, we're doing little uh, small auditions if you want to join. Send in a video if you think you have what it takes and all that. I remember looking at that and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to send a video. I I didn't even think about it. I didn't check it just sent one in and I, I just did it and uh, I remember laying in the bed one day and I got an email from one of the producers Oh wow! and I'm reading it and I'm like there's no way this is true this cannot be true so I went and I told my mom and I showed her and everything and she was like uh, buddy I don't think this is real and all that it didn't seem real at the time because mm-hmm. I wasn't even even for a year yet. I was just a couple months. My mom calls the producer and they say, hey, we really want you to come try out in Utah. Within like the next week, my mom looked at me and she was like, it's real, Jordan. Like, this is it's actually happening. But we actually couldn't make that. She was like, buddy, I'm sorry, but like, we, we just don't have the money to fly all the way out to Utah and all that. The producer was like, well, we really want you to try out. So what about Austin, Texas? Can you drive to Austin, Texas within like the next two weeks? We were like, yeah, we had to come prepared with three songs. And if they like, they'll ask you to sing all three songs.
0: When you, they ask you to, to sing three songs, is that just in a private area with you and a panel of people? Disclose as much as you can, because I am super interested about that process.
1: The voice, please don't sue me if I'm not supposed to say any of this, but...
0: Don't sue me either, by the way. (laughs) This is my podcast.
1: There's a bunch of people that actually go to it and they show up at different times, like throughout like a week, I think. So yeah, I went. I want to say it was a Monday or something, but it was packed. There was a bunch of people there. Everybody looked like a star. Like everybody had this look about them, like they were like an artist. Thinking to myself, "There's no way these people are not all gonna make it." And I remember just going in there. I'm thinking, "This is crazy. I cannot believe I'm doing this. I'm probably not even gonna get past this." But I went and I prepared my three songs. Do you know the song Georgia? my mind
0: by Willie Nelson.
1: <laughs> Ray Charles. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. Well, Willie Nelson does a cover of it too. But yeah. And I also know it by Ray Charles as well. Now that you say that it's a classic.
1: Yes. I uh, I went with that song. I went with Making Me Look Good Again. And I think I went with like a Luke Combs song. Don't know why I did, but I did. I was really confident about it. Well, as confident as I could be. I sang my first song and they were like, that was good. Can we hear another one? I was like, oh, you want to hear another one? All right, let's do this. By that second song, I was like, okay, something's definitely happening. Like these guys really like me. It's really give it all I got on this third song. I don't know how many people made it out of Austin, I think maybe I was the only one from that group. I'm not sure, but there was a lot of people.
0: Did you get to watch everyone else perform as well?
1: I didn't. I was in like the room over, so I could hear what was going on, but I couldn't see anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had to just leave. I, I, I could not hear anybody else sing.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't want to watch anyone else either. It'd make me nervous.
1: So yeah, I, I sang, and they were the main producer. He was like, all right, Jordan, today's your lucky day. We're going to go set you up for an uh, interview. I didn't understand. I was like, okay, does that mean I made it or not? <laughs> so I went yeah. and I did the interview, and the interview process was something like, uh, first of all, I've never been in an interview. The lady, like who's interviewing me, she has so much personality. She's like, you know, trying to get me in the mood for this, and I was so nervous. I just remember just like my hands shaking because like cameras in my face, all these lights, I got makeup on me. But yeah, I survived the interview part too. So I went and talked to one of the producers at the front desk, and she was like, "Okay, we're going to be monitoring your social media. We're going to be looking at all that, and making sure that you're not a bad person."
0: I didn't realize that they made comments like that, but that makes sense. You're representing a your voice now.
1: Yeah, they make sure you're clean. If you have anything sketchy that you're not your cut. They monitored my social media. I couldn't post anything like music related, say like almost two months. When I went back home waiting for the next process, they're still going to go over your interview, go over your audition, and they're going to look at that. And they can still cut you even after they say, all right, you've made it this far, but we might cut you again, you know? That's what the whole process is like.
0: That must have felt like a really heavy two months.
1: I cannot explain to you the stress. I was losing my hair. I got a lot of it, but I was losing it.
0: (laughs) Could you tell any of your friends or family what was happening?
1: The only people who knew was my mom and my dad.
0: Yeah, that would have been painful. When did you get the call back?
1: Maybe six weeks passed. They gave me a call saying, hey, congratulations. We're going to fly you out to LA for another round of auditions. So this is like legit, legit. Like auditions are, you're going to be singing in front of like the main producers. Mm -hmm. I was there for like a week. And when I meet everybody there was crazy talented literally everybody there was crazy talented there wasn't like a person where like oh uh, he's pretty good like everybody was like oh my like jaw-dropping amazing they all look famous at this point you know <laughs> i remember just walking into the actual hotel where they where they did it at artists everywhere i think there was like maybe hundreds of us there but everybody's just all hanging out like singing in groups and all that
0: wait they're singing in groups like the contestants are
1: yeah. I was so intimidated. I remember walking like, how is this going to happen, you know? Yeah. I hung out with everybody. I I went and talked to any person I could, and I just soaked it all in. I learned so much. I sang with people. I think the day of my audition that I sing in front of the producers, it was my birthday, April 5th. Never forget it. I remember singing my songs again. I bombed one of my songs. I'm talking like it was so bad.
0: You had to sing the same three songs again to them?
1: No, it was just two. Not three this time. Oh,
0: two. Okay. How did you feel when you bombed?
1: I wasn't very confident about it. I went in nervous as crap. I remember I'm actually getting nervous just thinking about it. Well, I thought I didn't do very good. And they're like, okay, thank you. And they asked me to take my hair down. Cause like there's this big camera that's like moving around the room, like uh-huh. just getting all these different angles from you. And <laughs> one of the producers was like, Can you take your hair down for us and just give like give us like a big hair flip? I was like, oh, okay, sure. I took that as like a good sign. Like, okay, now is a chance to just make them laugh, make them like, you know, do something funny.
0: And for those of you who don't know, Jordan has a really long head of hair.
1: <laughs> I was just trying to make him laugh, you know. And uh, that day and all like the chaos, it was just, I felt so like right being there, you know, like all this is for a reason. But I remember sitting with a group of people like, and it was weird because this group of people, we all made it through. Mm. And it's weird how it all happened. Like we all just kind of clicked together. A couple hours pass. We go into this big room. This producer sits down. She calls out her name and all that. Maybe I want to say twenty of us. One of the producers walks in with a little cupcake with a birthday candle, and everybody starts singing "Happy Birthday."
0: Oh, that is so sweet.
1: Right. I was like, whose birthday is it? Wait a minute, it's mine. Wow called me up to the front. And she was like, Jordan, happy birthday. I just want to say that. You know, you got to blow out your candle. And you got to make a wish. So I blew out my candle. You know, I was like, all right, my wish is that I wish all of us get through to the next round. And I blew the candle. And then she was like, congratulations. You guys are the ones selected to go through.
0: Oh my gosh, that is crazy.
1: And then that made all of us grow so much closer, you know, because we all just made it through. I actually, I still talk to those people. They're like that. Specific group of people right there, like from the first round. I still talk to those guys because, like, we just shared such a moment. Yeah, there's no way you cannot keep up with them, you know.
0: Absolutely.
1: After that day, I think we stayed in California for like two more days, you know, waiting for our flight. That was probably one of the funnest moments of my life because you know I knew I made it through, and we we're all just hanging out, just jamming out, and just living life. And then they uh, they do more interviews with you. You know, you have to survive more interviews. And they get more in depth this time. Like they start to ask you about personal things and they wanna make you cry. Like they want to get every little bit they can to make good T V, you know, which I'm not mad about that. I don't know if some people do get mad about it, but I understand.
0: Do you like where people are asking you questions and getting to know you?
1: No, I think it's cool because like you get to understand a little bit more about the artist and you can if you can listen to their music you can kinda of hear it. And that's kinda of, that's what makes an artist an artist, you know, like all the stuff they've been through, you know.
0: One hundred percent. Do you do more interviews? Is there another cut before you go on?
1: There is, and I'm I'm thinking like with all of us in that room, we all thought that we're about to go sing in front of the coaches like next week, <laughs> but um, man, we weren't even close. Fly back home, and I think it's like another month, and you have to survive that cut. And they won't tell you why like, you're cut. They'll just call you and say, "Hey, sorry, you weren't selected this year." Doesn't mean you did bad. It doesn't mean you're a bad singer. Just you're not what we're looking for this season. Please come back again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what American Idol is like. I don't know what America's Got Talent is like. But the voice crew is like literally family. Like, everybody knows you by your first name and they all just hang out with you. It's not like they're these mean producers only there to do their job.
0: As a viewer, I love hearing that.
1: That was another one of the things that I was really nervous about was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to talk to these big producers. I'm thinking like with the big earpiece, you know, they're normal people. They're just there to do a job, but they also just want to hang out and get to know you, too. They get to look at these artists grow, you know?
0: Yeah, they get to watch you guys evolve and make amazing music.
1: There's like a month that goes by and you're back at your house literally waiting for a call if you made it or not. There were some people in my group that didn't make it, you know, some people that did. A lot of us did. But yeah, so they call you and they they say, congratulations, Um, we're going to fly you back out to LA for the actual audition this time. Like it's going to happen.
0: Is every time your family going with you or is it just you?
1: Just me. Going through all the airports by myself, you know, never traveled from Pensacola in order to Louisiana. I've never been on an airplane, you know. So yeah, I fly out to LA. I'm there for, I want to say a month. And from that month, they're training you they're getting your look like perfect. They're not like changing who you are, but they're just like, they're adding like another level, like, okay, let's wear this, you know, let's, let's get this look going, you know?
0: Did they ever ask you to cut your hair?
1: No, but actually in the interviews, they're like, do you think you'd ever cut your hair? I was like, heck no, I'm not doing that. They're not going to get me to cut my hair.
0: Does that still stand today? Do you think you'll always keep your hair?
1: I think so. Until it just starts fading out, I'm about to to cut it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a good look. I like it. It sets you apart, but also it just, it feels like it goes with who you are. Yeah,
1: thank you. So yeah, I mean, we're there for a month, you know, training and we're doing like choreography. It's really cool. They do a great job with preparing you for the whole thing. You're not going to go on stage looking like an idiot. Even through that month, I think it starts with like a hundred of us. We're all in the hotel with a hundred of us and they all slowly get cut down. You'll be at the hotel in LA and they'll say, hey, I'm sorry, but you're just not what we're looking for again this this season. I'm sorry. And they'll literally have a flight for you within like hours or the next day.
0: Oh, wow. Do you mourn with the people who were told no? Like, are they saying like, hey, I just got cut?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell one of the stories. Me and a group of the contestants were all sitting out at the hot tub, just hanging out, literally having a great time singing and stuff. One of the people, I'm not going to say their name, but one of the people goes over to like, like the side of the pool area and he's by himself. He had his hands like over his face and all that. And I walk over, there, I'm like, hey, are you okay? He was like, I just got cut. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And his whole story was just so sad. He just went through some really traumatic things and told me he was like, I Thought this was it. I thought this was my chance, but I guess it's not. That really broke my heart.
0: Wow.
1: It can change just that quick. And they, they won't tell you why. You just you just gotta go.
0: That just feels so shattering.
1: That was literally happening throughout the month we were there. Like we'd all just be hanging out and one of us would go. It was like one of the funnest times of my life, but one of the most stressful, you know, like, and I would get calls from like the producers and they would say, hey, Joy, we need you to come up and talk to us real quick. And I'm thinking, oh, please don't cut me. Please don't cut me.
0: <laughs> it feels like every time they want to talk to you, it feels like you could be saying goodbye immediately.
1: <laughs> That's funny you say that because literally every time one of us would get one of those calls to go talk to the producers we'd all hug and we're like all right bye uh, just in case you know
0: wow yeah that's really heavy i would not do well with that it's
1: crazy because some of the people that got cut it's not because they're not good singers it's because they're just not what they're looking for on this season but some of the people who got cut are the ones who taught me some of the things that i learned and all that you know it's it's crazy like even the people who are teaching you can still get cut and i'm still sitting here like only singing for a couple months just still surviving out here it's crazy.
0: Do they sometimes cut even based on? And this is going to sound really shallow, and this is the point of the question. But like, we have too many blondes, or we have too many hip hop, or we have too many country artists, or we just have to cut because we need we can't have to have a diverse cast.
1: Yeah, hundred percent right. It's Like a character, like yeah, you can't you can't have two of the same people. That's actually one of the things. Like nobody was ever like mad at the show for like cutting like Why did you cut me? I'm better than this person." It was just like. No, I'm just, Maybe next time, you know?
0: Do you find that to be true with the more artists that you're with that are they easygoing people? When they face disappointment, how are they handling it?
1: Man, it's crazy because we're, we all do the same thing. Like We all have this certain thing about us like, okay, I'm just going to get up and keep going. Mm. I, I feel like being in the music industry or doing something with music, you're going to fail way more than you succeed. And you have to like learn and you have to adapt mm-hmm. and you have to go in and change things. That's how I've seen everybody react. They all do and keep going, and that's how that's I learned to react.
0: Do you think that's a teachable quality, or is it just something that you just have to have?
1: I want to say that you just you have to have it, but I think you can learn it too. Because there was a part of me where my confidence wasn't the best, and if I was to, I don't know, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Um,
0: you've been around those kind of people, and you've grown together, and so I didn't know if, yeah,
1: yeah. I can't speak for everybody, but I would keep going. This is something that nobody knows, but I actually auditioned for American Idol, I think like a year before I went on to The Voice. Nobody knows that. People are going to know now.
0: Did you not make it?
1: I drove out to... Um New Orleans, actually, to go do it. And I'm thinking, like, oh yeah, my hometown, man. I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this. Like, I'm gonna do so good. My voice was not ready for it. Yeah. Like, I will own that. I will own it. My voice was not ready for it. But I went in there and it's a lot different than the voice process. Do like the real voice process. I kind of did like a private thing. But we all were in like this big room and we all had to sing in front of three producers. It's hard to focus when everybody else is singing their thing, you know? But I was, I sang my song and I sang Make It Rain. <laughs> Do you know that song?
0: No, I don't. Who's it by?
1: I can't even remember what cover I did. Foy Vance, I want to say Foy Vance. I did his version.
0: I've yeah. never heard of them or that song. Sorry, I'll have to look it up though.
1: It's a soul blues song. Sing it, and I'm thinking I'm killing it. Oh, the lady cuts me off. She's like, "Thank you. That's enough." <laughs> it doesn't even look at me. It doesn't look at me or anything. Oh. But I like, I was just like, you know what? Whatever. And I got up and I kept going and I did the I did the voice thing. You know.
0: Well, then you have that. You have what yeah. I just was asking yeah. about who gets cut off in the middle of a song and then is like, here I go again in the voice. And then you you did it. You were on the show. Yeah. <laughs> What's the live look like when you're in front of Blake and Gwen and Kelly and John?
1: That whole day was the craziest day of my life. I just remember having to just sit down and pray, just thinking like, you know what? God, just please help me to focus. And I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Just do your thing, you know? Yeah. But seeing them actually in person, and I don't know, it's one thing to see somebody on TV and just like, oh, yeah, I, I would react this way if I saw this person. When you're actually there in person, real life, seeing them talk to you and all that, it's a whole different thing, you know? They're so nice.
0: Did you in your mind all along know which coach you wanted to turn around for you?
1: I wanted Blake or Kelly because I wanted Kelly because she's been through the whole process of like American Idol, you know? She did that. Yeah. I remember trying to strategize thinking like, okay, she can kind of like teach me some things of like what to do in this kind of competition, you know? And then I remember I wanted Blake because I was thinking, you know, he's just an honest dude. You know, we can just be cool. We can be real, you know? I was trying to strategize a little bit, but I, I had to pick Blake, man. I had to go with him.
0: Are you glad that you made that decision to this day?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Of course, I would have been grateful to been on Gwen's team too because she turned yeah. I would have been just as grateful and just as happy because, I don't know, I mean, it's Gwen Stefani, you know?
0: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Literally, no
1: doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I made the decision because I wouldn't have grown the way I've grown. Like, everything happened for a reason, you know? Like, I chose him to, to grow. Like, I wasn't in it to win it, you know? I kind of I kind of said that to myself. You know, Jordan, don't try to win this thing. Just soak everything up, like, grow. And that's what I did, and man, it helped me so much. That whole day was... It was just so crazy. You know, like when you watch like the movies where like somebody's a star is like talking and like just doing his own thing. And then he's got like a producer in his ear, like fixing his earpiece. He's got a lady doing his makeup and like you're just walking, doing your own thing. And they're just following you, kind of just doing all that while you're walking. It's exactly like that. It's crazy. Wow. And it's, it's hard to focus in and like hone in on what you have to do. But you just you got to do it. You know, if you want to execute the way that you want to do, it, you have to, you know, to just focus and just get it all together. I did so much filming that day and so much like almost acting. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to to act sad. You have to act like happy. You have to smile, laugh and all that. I had to go film underneath like the actual stage while somebody was auditioning and performing. You can hear the chairs turned. You can hear them talking. You can hear the crowd screaming. You can hear when people don't get chairs turned and all that. Like you hear it all. And it's hard to just sit there and focus and like act like i wasn't acting and all the stuff that you see i wasn't acting i was actually laughing i was actually actually doing because it's just crazy to think like i can't believe i'm here you know
0: yeah i would think as the cameras are following me as i'm getting my makeup done i would be like wanting to soak up every single minute of that but you can't at the same time because you what's to come is what makes or breaks you
1: and it's weird because I remember hearing like some of my friends audition and they didn't get chairs turned. And that'd be the last time I could talk to them, you know?
0: That very iconic sound, but where they press that button. What did you feel in that moment? Not,
1: not as loud as it, as it actually sounds in person. Like it sounds way louder on TV. But it is there, it's, it's there, but you, you kind of more of like just see them turn. Yeah. Even that is crazy. But going out on stage, like before I went on stage, there was a producer talking to me and I forgot the first line of how I started my song oh, no. <laughs> I forgot it and like this producer's talking to me trying to tell me make sure to walk and make sure to do this and like look at this person and all that so I went on stage I'm like okay cool got it walk out on stage look at the band and I'm thinking like what is the first line of my song I do not know the first line of my song and like that was like one of the scariest moments of my life I'm thinking like okay it's sink or swim Jordan either something comes out or nothing comes out <laughs> what'd you do yeah, I, it just happened. I Honestly, it was God that just helped me out because the band, he counted off one, two, three, and we went in and I just, like I sang. I just mm-hmm. did it. It kind of came out. But I really did. I honestly forgot my first couple words of how the song started. I remember looking over at my parents because you can kind of see it. They're in like a separate room off stage, but my mom's face was just buried into my dad's chest. Like she she couldn't believe. It. I could hear my own footsteps walking out on the stage and everything. You can hear everybody kind of whisper like, oh look." It's crazy.
0: That silence, too, right before people start. Every time I watch the show, I feel that intensity, which I feel like is such a point to how well done that show is.
1: They do such a good job of preparing you. Like, I can't I can't stress that enough. There's so much that people don't see off camera. And I kind of wish they'd make a show about it off camera because it's crazy. Like, I wish there was like a whole different thing about it.
0: Would you recommend that if someone was interested in pursuing being on American Idol, I guess you couldn't speak to Idol, but also, well, you kind of could, like that lane of becoming an artist, would you, do you think that they should still do it even after your experience?
1: Oh my gosh, yes. You're going to grow no matter what. You can go into this process thinking like, I'm just going to go and do my thing. No, you're going to grow. You might not even know, but you're going to grow. You're going to learn. I'm so grateful for that. Like I would go and do it again. I would go and do it again and I would lose my battle again, you know? And just so I could learn more.
0: What did you do when you came home?
1: After my my actual audition, I had to come home and I had to keep that a secret. I couldn't tell nobody. It's crazy. So yeah, I'm home for like, I want to say a couple weeks, maybe three or four weeks. And they call me back up and they fly me back out to LA and I go and I stay at the hotel again for like another five, six weeks preparing for my battle. Same, same process, same thing. Yeah. And uh, man, that whole thing, the battle is something that y'all didn't get to see, but man, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. Honestly, I can honestly say that even like the losing part, like getting to work with the person that I got to work with. I was just really grateful. What'd you say? Uh, it's rumor by Lee Bryce.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Who did you work with?
1: So the artist that I went against is Ricky Brady. He's kind of like a gospel singer. Golly, he, me and him, are we're still so close. There was so much they didn't show. And it kind of it makes me mad like that they had to cut it short. But it's just TV. You no, know, they had to do it. I remember thinking, OK, I'm on Team Blake. Let's think about who was on Team Blake. And I went and I Googled all of these people that are on my team. And I'm looking and I'm like trying to research. I'm like, OK, this guy, he kind of sounds like me. We might go. We might go together. And I remember going over Ricky Brady's Instagram or like social media. And I saw that he was on American Idol. And I'm thinking, watch it be my luck. I have to go against somebody who has already done this before, who is like amazing. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, it's going to happen? And uh, we're sitting in this room and one of the producers says, all right, Jordan, you're paired up with Ricky. And I'm looking at him thinking like, all right, here we go, man. Let's do this. Oh gosh, We have to go and we have to sing in front of Blake and their, our advisor. Me and Ricky go in and we're singing in front of Blake, Shelton, and Darius Rucker, which is crazy. Do you know who Darius Rucker is?
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen him in concert. I love him. And Hootie and Blowfish also, like classic.
1: I was more nervous singing in front of him than Blake because I listened to almost all of Darius Rucker's songs, man. I sing them all the time. And actually, there was one on my Facebook. I was like, hey, I sing your song all the time. <laughs> we just laughed about it. <laughs> honestly, I will own it. I did really bad in front of them too. (laughs) Like Ricky's over here killing it, you know, he's got all the experience and I'm sitting over here like, like kind of struggling, you know, I'm not like singing bad, but I'm just kind of like off tempo because I'm so nervous. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't know.
0: I mean, you're in front of Blake Shelton and Darius Rucker. That's the thing. Like on top of all this, like you're like, this is who I am. And also I'm like hanging out with you guys. Like,
1: Through all this, like it's almost like we're all just hanging out. It wasn't like I "Can't believe I get to see you." It was just like, "What's up, man? How you doing? Let's do this thing," you know. It was really cool, really laid back. Yeah, so I'm singing in front of them in the first take, and I'm like, "I'm just," I kind of did bad. And Darius Rucker was like, "Jordan, man, let loose. Like, just let go. Like, grab the mic." And I, I grabbed it. I, I took it off the stand, and I just started singing, like walking around. I remember looking at Darius Rucker and looking at Blake, and they just kind of looked at each other and laughed, like, "Oh yeah, this song, it's about to be really good," you know, which was amazing. Like, I can't explain like the confidence that gave me. just hearing them talk and teach me things and talk about me and saying like, golly, I wish I had this from your voice. Like that, that's crazy. Like Blake Shelton said that. Dude. He was like, man, how would you get that raspiness? You know I mean, packs of cigarettes I had to smoke. It sounds like you've <laughs> like been smoking a little vape. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: that really has to like fuel you.
1: Yeah, I was like, man, that's really cool. We did that. And that went really well. I learned a lot even from that. Each day, I'm just learning more and more. Then the next, like, I think I want to say week, we had to go and we had to go sing it in front of Blake. We're all dressed out in our outfit in front of the band. We're on the stage, you know, and we're singing it. He literally said to us, he's like, man, honestly, guys, I don't see how any of you are going. Like, there's no way you guys are going home. If something happens, I will steal you. Like, yeah, he literally said that to us. I hope I don't get in trouble for that. But I mean, it's all TV. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But he couldn't because he already used his save and all that and all the steals and all that. Like all of them were gone. So we we didn't have a chance. There was no choice either way. Even if like we, they wanted us to stay, like one of us had to go, you know?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, Ricky was really saying like Jordan, like honestly, if you win this, I will be so – I'll be more happy if you win this than if I win this.
0: Wow, that's so selfless
1: that just shows you how much like how close we were and there's a lot that i probably will never be able to say or explain that's a little like sneak peek of it kind of thing but so much behind the scenes happened, man and like the the bonds that i've built with these people did you watch any of the season actually
0: i've watched what i can on youtube and i've tried to like follow through it
1: if you have like free time go and watch all of season 17 because literally even the producer said like man season 17 is something special like everyone is so talented and like some of the people who got cut and even some of the contestants were all like this is the season like this is the season for the voice like everybody here is just crazy talented hearing them say that was like are we actually something special you know like are we all crazy good literally amazing crazy and everybody's so different nobody is alike on season 17.
0: That's for sure. I love seeing like how there's people from just so many different walks of life. And I think that's so, something so special that voice yeah. offers. There truly is something for everyone.
1: I can honestly say every single one of the contestants that were on season 17 or uh, that made it through whenever, like the top 48. Yeah. we were all so close. We hung out every single day. and I don't know. It was just amazing that I get to watch all of them on TV and grow. I'm friends with the winner of the voice. It's crazy. It's just so cool.
0: I loved being able to see like you, your highlights on your Instagram. You guys are just casually hanging out, getting food right, yeah. by the pool, joking with each other. That's yeah. so fun to see. <laughs> I think you can definitely tell by the snippets that you've shared that that's true, that you guys were so close.
1: I, I feel so honored that I get to call all those people actually friends.
0: But when you came home from the whole audition process and, you know, after the battle, like, and you're back in your regular life, how did you process through that?
1: So the day of, like, the battle, you know, we, like, obviously, they had to say, Blake was like, right, I'm sorry, Jordan, like, but it has to happen. I'm like, no, it's good, man. You know, whatever. That whole day was really hard. and not It wasn't hard because I lost. Mm-hmm. I was not sad because I lost. I was just sad because all of it's over and I have to go back and I have to kind of do it on my own. Like, I don't get to learn or get to experience and get to be around the level of artists that I'll be around again, like, for a while, you know? yeah. I was really sad about that. And like the bonds and like the relationships that I've built with these guys, like we're all family for real. Um, I was sad that I have to leave them. It's just kind of like when you leave home for a long time, you get kind of sad. It was exactly like that. Me and Ricky are sitting there, like, and Blake's about to pick the winner. I look over at Ricky, and he's just about to cry, man. He's just so sad because, like, we both know what's coming. You know, we we both know what's about to happen. When everything happened, he just hugged me. and He just started crying and all that. You have to actually go talk to a, a psych a psychiatrist. Is that the name of it? A psychiatrist. <laughs> really yeah to make sure you're okay like you're not like suicidal or anything like you oh don't my need... goodness
0: like they provide counseling for you all
1: it's great yeah
0: did you feel like you needed it
1: no I didn't I didn't really need it I kind of just wanted to I really honestly I just wanted to be around Ricky like I just wanted to hang out with him and just talk to him
0: oh my gosh that is like an easter egg that I had no idea was in that process wow yeah
1: yeah, there's counselors throughout the whole thing. Like you can talk, go talk to them whenever. I had to go talk to the counselor, and they had to ask me about how are you feeling, are you upset, are you mad, you know, just all that. And I'm like, no, like I'm, absolutely, I'm not mad. And I just started laughing in the thing. I'm like, I'm just so grateful. I'm so happy for him. He's about to go do it, you know. It went really good, and she was like, okay, I can tell that you're not upset you' you're good you're gonna be fine but which I was I was great I wasn't lying to her we had to drive back to Universal we had to uh, go like undress and like take all our clothes off and that was honestly another really hard part it was like you build relationships even with like the dressers you know really yeah like even the people who dress you like they all walk back and they're sad you know and wow. Yeah, you have to take your clothes off. They get to, you have to give all your, all the jewelry back and all that. But they actually let me keep my battle uniform, which was really cool. Like, I was really glad about that. And I remember looking over, like, Ricky is in the room next to me. Like, I'm like changing and I can just, I can hear him. And we both walk out at the same time. We just look at each other. And we both just, like, start bawling, crying, looking at each other, like, saying, like, I'm so sorry all this happening, and all that. He was so sad. am like, Ricky is fine, man. It just goes to show you, like, of how close and how hard we worked because we thought it was going to be a different outcome. Yeah. But I literally put all I had into it and for obviously it's sad for someone to tell you like sorry it's not that it wasn't good enough but it just it can't happen right now because there's literally nowhere for you to go that was kind of hard for me too but i slowly like i got over that
0: what were you thinking when you're driving off in the van
1: it was like one of the movies like where you like look out the window and you see everybody waving and like <laughs> oh my gosh it's so sad there's another little easter egg but we all played this game called mafia do you know what that is
0: yeah 100 percent. it's so fun
1: Every single night, all 48 of us or like the battle, like all the battle contestants. We'd all get together and we all play Mafia almost all night.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Wow, that must be some personalities because that game requires a lot of personality.
1: Oh, you don't even understand the personalities that clashed. It was great. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's one of my favorite games to play as a group.
1: There's a contestant, Katie Kaden. She was on the season with us like we all literally called her the queen like and she actually was top three she is the queen of my <laughs> she, was the, she was the queen of everything it's weird how it all worked out like she was the best at everything she did without trying she had the most wisdom she had the most i don't know Like it's just something about her like it's just like a star quality you know
0: i love games like that they're so fun
1: it was just really cool it was just something to share but uh yeah so after i came back home it was kind of like a culture shock almost because you're back in real life and i, I lived that life for like so long I was in that whole process I don't know just being around such positive not that like my home life wasn't positive because it was but just being around all the positiveness and all like the artists singing every single day and growing and learning and then coming back and when you come back home it's it's a lot slower you know like you have to do it all on your own you don't learn as much but you're still learning you're still growing but you just don't really notice it it was hard for like a couple weeks like when I had to get back into the swing of everything you know I had to I had to go to school I had to do all that you know I wanted to find a band and I wanted Wanted to find people my age because when you come back from something like that, you're ready for like next level artists. You know, like I was ready to work with next level artists, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound mean about this, but it's hard to find people sometimes that aren't good enough. I don't want to sound rude, like you know what I'm
0: saying. I know what you mean. Look at the population of Pensacola, and then do the math. There's just yeah. not as many creatives here, and that's just how it is. I mean, I th- hopefully that'll yeah. change. I don't think you're being unkind in saying that. I think it's the truth yeah. at this point.
1: I actually needed to work with next level artists and musicians for a while. It was hard to find. I did learn something that Katie Caden told me before I left. She was like, I encourage you to go and get into your hometown and like find these artists because everybody has them. Find the musicians that you need because they're all there. Like Everything you need is there. And I'm thinking like, Pensacola is kind of small. How am I going to find what I need? But Actually, like, honestly, if there is a small cluster, if you can find them, they're here in Pensacola and they are amazing. It's great. It's crazy. And it's all like a little community. Again, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm tapping into a little bit of that like I'm interviewing Logan Pilcher tomorrow.
1: (gasps) Oh my gosh. I actually sang with him. It was really cool.
0: I knew that you guys were friends. And I mean, I interviewed Paul Vinson last year. I'm I'm trying to get in there to talk to the creatives here. I know what you mean though that it's small.
1: That is really cool. The whole process of me getting back into the swing things in my hometown. It was really hard for a while. I could not find anybody my age that was on like the level that I was on. I didn't want to slow down and I didn't want to go backwards. I was trying to find people that were I don't want to say good enough, but like just people who knew what they were doing, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. For a while like i struggled with it and i couldn't find the right people and sometimes like you just you sometimes you just don't mix with somebody like you just can't vibe with them that kind of happens sometimes to like not because like me and him didn't get along but like our connection and music just didn't mesh our styles are completely different i didn't want to get desperate but honestly i got desperate i would play with people who would play completely different styles not that i'm like in a certain style mm-hmm. the music didn't interest me it's just hard i got really upset because i couldn't find anybody my age and i'm thinking there's nobody here that wants to do what I want to do, that's on the like level that I am. I struggled with this all the way up until like this past couple months. I went to a uh, PSC talent show. I just wanted to go. <laughs> Why not go to a talent show? I'm sitting there in the audience, and there's this piano player, and I'm thinking, wow, he is amazing. He is so good. And I'm thinking... Like, how can I get his information? And one of my friends was in the talent show. She was singing. I texted her backstage. Like, I texted her immediately after he got off stage. I was like, hey, please get his information and please tell him to hit me up. I was trying to use the voice. Thing. I was like, hey, tell him I'm from the voice. Like, do something. Play that like,
0: card. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I really want him. Like, I really need him right now. His name is Bryce Le- Leblonovitz.
0: Yeah, that's who I thought you were going to say.
1: I started working with him. He introduced me to his best friend, which is a drummer. Chase, he's the drummer. He introduced me to the saxophone player that I work with, which is Noah Hall, and Seth Killam. He is my guitarist. From the first moment we all played together, it was just like, just boom, like it's there. And that's what I was, I've was. i been trying to find. And nobody really understood it. It's not something that you can explain. It just happens. For so long, I couldn't find that. And when I found it, I was just so happy. And everything kind of was like the weight lifted off my shoulders. Because
0: you found your people and you're able to grow and evolve together. She was right. They're in your town
1: you can't rush it. It, It's all going to happen. It's all going to play out the way it's going to play out.
0: How has this journey affected your faith?
1: I feel like I almost grew closer almost in a way, not because God was helping me. He's the one who got the chair turned and all that. It's not about that. It's about him just being with me. And it's just a level of comfort, you know? Right. All these crazy and stressful things that I've been going through, somebody to talk to and just I don't know, just it's just a level of comfort that I've grown closer to, you know?
0: It feels like you've been put in places that he wanted you to walk through. Like even showing up at the talent show, the Wind Dixie parking lot.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's just weird how it all happens.
0: Back to your band. When did you guys write Waste My Time? And can you share some news on some new music that you're gonna be putting out?
1: yeah for sure i texted bryce i was like hey man do you want to get up and do you want to write something he was like yeah for sure i kind of put on like this brave face because i just went through like a really hard everybody has kind of loved somebody and then like things don't work out and i've never really experienced that up until like last couple months it's sad when things just don't work out you know
0: this song is about a breakup then
1: not really a breakup just it's, it's both it's me it's me and bryce it's both of our experiences put into it okay we write the songs and the band plays it it's kind of like a breakup or you want to be with somebody that you love, but they don't love you the same way. That's exactly how I felt, mm-hmm. what I wrote about. We just got up together one day and I was putting on this brave face like everything's okay. Like, oh yeah, let's, let's make an awesome song, you know? Yeah. And- We're struggling. I'm struggling so hard to get these lyrics out, to find a melody, to even, like, vocally perform what I wanted to do. Like, I couldn't even do it because I was just hiding what was inside. I stopped Bryce for a second. I was like, hey, can we just stop for a second? He was like, yeah, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm really struggling with some things. Like, life's kind of hard right now. And, And that was when I was in, like, a deep, like, honestly, I can say depression at this point. Like, I was really depressed he just asked me he was like what's what's wrong what's up with you and i was like i'm really hurt right now and i just i don't i can't do this fake music thing anymore like i can't make music that I, that everybody else like wants to hear i have to make this for myself and when i said that Bryce just kind of started playing this melody on the piano and I just like we were just sitting there in silence like looking at each other like both kind of teary-eyed because he's he's going through almost the same thing as I am which is another weird thing how it all just happens you know it's like one of those things we were talking about yeah so yeah we're just kind of sitting there looking at each other and what I mean like I'm not even being dramatic the words just poured out of us like they they both just poured out we made that song that night recorded it posted it out the next day
0: oh my goodness that fast
1: yeah, that fast. That's how real it was. Like, like we didn't think about it twice. We just made it because this is us right now in this very moment. We're going to post it and we're going to show it.
0: And that song is so good. I've listened to it many times. I'm ready for it to be on a playlist. Thank you. There's something in your voice. I believe you when I hear the narrative yeah. of that story. Like, it's a story that you're sharing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I believe the pain.
1: It's crazy that you say that because everybody that uh, kind of knew, like, everybody in my close circle knew that I was going through they would call me just bawling their eyes out like Jordan like I feel this and there were people who would text me on Instagram and like say yeah like this is crazy like I'm I'm going through this right now everything you just said is helping me so much like that's exactly how I feel so many different people text me that and it was just cool that I got to help people by being my authentic self you know just like being 100% honest and transparent I know a lot of artists do it but there's a lot of artists that don't do it they just make music because they want to sound cool or they think it sounds cool or whatever you know
0: I think as a listener, we can tell that. I mean, I can tell that. And there's sometimes I want music that is brainless, but the music that sticks with me, like sticks to my ribs and my heart is what you're making is real.
1: Yeah. Those lyrics just poured out. We recorded it off of my uh, little sound system I have at my house. But what I wanted to do, like I, I told Bryce, I was like, look, this song is really good. And I feel like we can get this into the studio. We can actually record this really good. But right now in this moment, with how real this song is, I want to record this live and I want it to be like raw, uncut, like live version. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted people to hear what's in me right now, you know, like, or if you go to my Instagram, you listen to the song, you can kind of hear like nothing's perfect. It's not perfect. My voice is sometimes pitchy. My voice sometimes scratchy because I'm kind of fighting back tears. But that's what I wanted it to be about. I wanted it to be something like that. I wanted it to be really just transparent and honest with everyone, which I thought it was really cool. And I got a really positive response and everybody showed a lot of love for it, which I'm really grateful for.
0: Do you feel like when you release that song, like you genuinely release the pain that you're feeling?
1: It's crazy because I sang it for like the first time, like once we actually like arranged how the song was gonna go, and I sang it in front of like my parents and me and Bryce. Just like we looked at each other, we're, we just like laughed. Yeah. Oh my, we just did that. From that moment, it all started getting better and better and better. I wasn't just depressed about someone broke your heart. It's not. It wasn't just that. It was a bunch of things that were building up. One of the things was I couldn't find people. Yeah. That I wanted to make music with. That was another thing. It was just, it was a bunch of different things, but the icing on top was just like the heartbreak and all that Mm -hmm. that recently happened it all started getting better from that moment it is still getting better it's just awesome just being honest with myself and now that everybody knows that like there's no more fake Jordan you know like and I was never I've never been like the person to act like something that I'm not but still like acting like I'm okay when I'm not okay it's like I don't know I feel like if you're upset you should be upset
0: well if that's the music that's coming from your heart I really hope that you continue to share just your authentic self keep producing the music that feels true to you
1: yeah like I can't express how grateful I am for my band members just like the connection that me and Bryce can do like I can't explain it when we get into a room together we're like hey we're gonna write a song it's not like me and him are writing a song to please people we're literally just bouncing how we feel off of each other like from here on out like every song that you hear or hear us play it's gonna be how we're feeling at that moment
0: what's his background is he from this area too
1: yeah he's from Pensacola
0: the chords and the melody that he carries
1: it's unbelievable, right?
0: Brings tears to my eyes, honestly. Like like just hearing that first line and then you follow it with your vocals. It's very good. I really hope that when you create your next project that you leave that song live. You, I mean, obviously you'll do what you want to do, but yeah. I hope that can stick around because I love that version.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, we want all of our stuff to be live. If you listen to someone like Chris Stapleton or Alan Stone, they get into a studio and they sing but nothing is like cut or chopped out it's it's just them singing it how it is right there that's what we really want to do is really want to just get into a studio get the sound that we need i want to actually sing it how it's coming out at that moment you know so when you hear it that's what you heard from that moment like it's not going to be cut it's not going to be chopped out
0: guys get to work yes please do it <laughs>
1: Yeah, we have a lot, golly. We have so much stuff coming. and I'm so excited to share with everybody, but kind of got put on hold because of the corona stuff. But yeah, there's so many good songs.
0: Are you writing every day, even if they're not all in the same room with you?
1: Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Me and Bryce are supposed to get together today to finish up something that we're working on.
0: Is it an EP? Is it an album? Can you give me any details?
1: What we've been talking about doing is just releasing like a single. We kind of wanted to do an EP, but we almost wanted to do like a concept album. Do you know what that is? I don't. A concept album tells a story, but like every song is related to a story. Like it's all one thing. Like the whole album is one story.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: If you listen to an album, like there's a bunch of different stories because of the song, but we wanted to release something kind of like all one story. We could all focus on one thing. Every song is kind of like telling the same thing, you know?
0: If there's an album that I'm going to listen to, I will listen to it from the very beginning to the very end. Like I don't hit shuffle. I like to hear the the transition and I feel like, (laughs) how artists create the lineup it's yeah. very specific
1: yeah we want to do that too but of course money is a big issue we're trying to figure out what we want how we're going to do it but we have a we do have a lot of music we're not sitting and letting all this free time pass we're actually working which is really cool which is i'm um, also another reason why i'm so grateful for them because they put 150 percent every time which is great
0: yeah I watched the video of you where you were at Sammy Baker's and you have a natural energy with the audience and even through Instagram Live and just the other things that I've seen you. You definitely connect with the audience. Do you love performing? Does that feel natural to you along with just writing?
1: It's my favorite thing. I love getting in front of like a group of people now like because i have the confidence that i needed now like that is my favorite thing to do over everything is okay i, I need to go perform live so i can go put on a show with these guys and like jam out and hang out with everybody and that's kind of what it, to me that's what it is, is we're all just hanging out and we're all just playing music together all of us like even the people who are listening i like to make it feel like everything is relaxed and i'm not putting on a show where like you guys are just sitting there and you have to watch me like i want everybody to have fun and like have a party you know like, yeah it's- have fun. It's funny you say that because we actually did a show in Piedmont, Alabama. Me, Bryce, Noah, the saxophone player, Chase, the drummer, and Seth, the guitarist. We were going crazy. And me and the saxophone player, Noah, uh, we actually got on the tables in, like, the bar, and we, like, sang and stuff. It's on my Instagram and my Facebook of us standing on the tables in, like, the bar, and everybody's just going crazy. It's a lot of fun. They literally came up just like, I want you to know I've been here my whole life, and no one has ever put on a show that you guys have just did. Like, you guys really have something special. It's just so much fun. Like, we want it to be like a party we don't want it to feel like a show where you're just sit and watch you know like you can jam out
0: i love when artists are so generous to be that in it like in the moment yeah. and give their best there's nothing better than that man i am so ready for this to be over because i'm i want to go experience groups of people like that again Concerts are one <laughs> of my favorite things yeah i have been making a list of after covid19 like what i'm gonna do and like some of them are so <laughs> random, but one of them is like, I want to go to like a house concert or like a concert or something just to like experience like that live music, especially wi- with local artists. Yes.
1: House shows are so fun. You have to do it. They're very personable. Like, um, Logan, he is really good at house shows. Like that's his thing. So when. You get him on your podcast and all that, like, he's probably gonna talk about that a lot. Like, I did a house show with him and watching him, like, I learned a lot from him and his songwriting is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I've been listening to his, the latest volume of, like, Good Fortune that came out. It's really good.
1: So good, isn't it?
0: Yes, it's insane. I have so many questions for him.
1: He's just raw. He wants to be really personable too, which is really cool. You're gonna have a lot of fun talking with him too.
0: It is super generous that you would even, like, take a moment to speak with me. And I feel like every time I, get to talk to people who have been in the industry and just as artists like I learn more. I struggle with confidence as well. That's really cool to hear that you say that, you know, like you can overcome it and look at you like you're doing amazing things.
1: The only way I could get over my issues was to face it like I just had to go do it. If I would have never went on to the show, I never I would still be sitting in my mm-hmm. room recording little karaoke covers. I will be doing that and I'd still be sitting there all day deleting it and saying it's not good enough, but you know, you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like all I have to say is just like if anybody who hears this and they think that like, I would want to try out for The Voice or like a show, I say do it. Like 100% I say do it because you're going to grow so much. You have no clue how much you're going to grow. Don't try to go and win the whole thing. Like just take it in. Take it all in. It's, it's amazing.
0: Fail forward.
1: <laughs> exactly. Fail <laughs> <laughs> forward. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How you did it. You just said that perfectly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will give everyone in the show notes all of the ways that they can connect with you and stay updated and go listen to your work.
1: Everybody can contact us through Instagram and my Facebook is Jordan Chase Torres.
0: I can't wait to have this coronavirus to be gone. I can go to a house show. I can hang out with you guys and for you guys to get together and put together your next work.
1: Yeah, you have to come to a show.
0: Oh my gosh, I want to.
1: I'm so excited. I cannot wait to do
0: Though Jordan and I mentioned Waste My Time a lot in our conversation, I truly want to emphasize how much this song means to me in my experience listening to it, and I know that it will touch and move you in the same way. I just love his honesty and the work that he and Bryce put into making this song so meaningful to all who listen. So please go check that out. As I mentioned, all of the ways that you can connect with Jordan will be in the show notes of this episode. His handle on Instagram is Jordan Chase Music and you can find him on Facebook as well YouTube all of the places like I said it'll be in the show notes for you to find and as always there will be more information on my website coleybrowning.com Another way that you can reach me is through social media. My handle is Coley Browning. That's K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle. I would love to hear from you and connect, especially during this season. Every week that passes, my heart does a little somersault in figuring out what's happening because we've never gone through a pandemic before. And I know that you guys are feeling all the same things that I am. Wow, it is a lot to take in, but I'm so grateful to have Jesus in my life. He is the only one who is solid in all of this. If there's any way that I can pray for you or just encourage you, again, please reach out to me. I would love to do so. Again, I want to thank Jordan for making time to speak with me, and I'm so excited for all of the plans that God has for his life and the new music that he's going to create. I want to give another plug for a friend who is doing amazing work with her music as well, Lily Gray. The song that you're hearing in the background is lifted from her album, It's beautiful right here. Make sure you check that out on Spotify, Apple Music, all of the places where you stream your music. I'm beyond grateful for her partnering with the podcast and if you would like to partner with Still With You as well, I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to the show and leave a review. It helps more than you know in keeping this on the air for more people to be encouraged, share stories, and hear about the good news of Jesus. And if you do leave a review, would you please let me know so I can thank you. That wraps. It up for this episode and boy, was it a good one. How fun is it that we get to hear from people who are doing amazing things? And I have no doubt that you are doing incredible things yourself. So please go out and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.